Hello folks, uh, for those of you who don't know me, which I imagine is probably most of you, uh, my name is Jack Hutchinson and I belong to Warring Sun Church. Uh, I'm new to this world of podcasting so I hope you can bear with me if you can hear any background noise or if I sound funny maybe at any stage. Um, but I think it would be fitting to maybe start with just a, a, a quick word of prayer um, just before we begin. Um, so let me pray. Um, Dear Lord, uh, I, I pray that you would just bless um, this time together. We have um, studying uh, your word, Lord, and that it would just be of, of value and comfort to people, Lord, and you would just open up their hearts to, to listen to, to, to what your word has to say. Um, amen. So yes, it would also be fitting, I think, to read um, the passage today, which is um, 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 6 to 12, and I will be reading from the uh, ESV. Um in this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honour at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not see him, though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Concerning the salvation, the prophets who prophesied about, about the grace that was to be yours searched and inquired carefully, inquiring what person or time the Spirit of Christ in them was indicating when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glories. It was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves but you in the things that have now been announced to you through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven and um, things into which angels long to look. It's quite a long passage and there's there's, there's quite a lot uh, to think about from it but um, first first I think it would be, be useful to think about who Paul was or who Peter sorry was writing to when he penned the letter of first Peter and um, he's referring to uh, elect exiles of a dispersion uh, earlier in chapter one so He's writing to early Christians who are, who are likely to be facing intense persecution for their faith. Um, and that sort of helps to motivate him in writing the letter. Um, but it also has great, great relevance to us. Um, and we should praise the Lord that his word is timeless and that we can learn so much from it uh, today. Um, those of you who maybe belong to Presbyterian Church uh, might be familiar with uh, ministers outlining a three-point sermon to help us uh, to follow along to key points. Well... Today I'm going to try to do one better and, and, and to get us to think about two points. Um, the first one is that trials have a purpose. And secondly, um, Christ provides comfort today and not just uh, at a future point or, or, or when we go to heaven. Um, I think as well, it's, it's, it's important to think that, or to state first of all, that um, nowhere in the passage does Peter suggest that trials are easy. In fact, quite the opposite. Uh, he talks about how believers are, are grieved by various trials. And we think about being grieved um, as no mild thing, but rather an intense sorrow that we wouldn't wish on anyone else. But trials are necessary and they fulfil God's purposes. They help to produce genuine faith by the power of the Holy Spirit that Peter describes as more precious than gold. We see throughout the Bible how characters such as Job were tested with immense um, trials and yet at the end of it we're, we're praising God and their faith was actually strengthened through the pain um, another thing to say is as well is that um, trials uh, 
do, do not last forever, but rather for a little while, as Peter says. Um, although it might not seem like that to us um, at, at the time, but in the light of eternity, our trials today are insignificant in terms of time. Um, so what is the purpose of trials? Well, I think I maybe slightly cheated earlier because there are um, a lot of purposes and, 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 and trials will have different purposes for different people at different times. But I think it's important to, to maybe, or it might be, might be helpful to skip ahead and, and think about the result of our trials. And in verse 7, Peter talks about uh, how the proof of your faith after the trials and refining process may be found in praise and glory and honour at the revelation of Jesus Christ. The purpose of our trials is that they produce a refined faith that honours Christ. Um, I don't know about you, but my faith has impurities. Um, and it's only natural that it does. Perhaps you have a tendency to trust in, 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 in popularity or in money or in anything of the world. And you know, even though you're Christians, you know, we can still we can still sometimes put our trust in those things that are um, of the world, and there's dirt mixed in with with the gold of our faith. Um. So God designs these trials and and and, and 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 sort of times of distress to refine our faith in the fire, and His aim is that our faith may be more pure and genuine. That is, that we be more utterly dependent on Him and not on things and other persons for our joy. Uh, that we look to Christ though we have not yet seen him and we love him as verse 8 says though you have not seen him you love him though you, you do not now see him you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory obtaining the outcome of your faith the salvation of your souls i think that puts it a lot better than i could um that those trials should produce in us the outcome of the trials and the purpose of the trials is that we may be more dependent on christ and that our faith may be strengthened and that we give god the glory um, and that leads me to my second point, which is that in, in the midst of these trials and difficulties, Christ provides comfort and joy today. Uh, I think it's, 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 it's fair to say that often, you know, we Christians, we talk about um, the joy to come in the new heavens and the new earth where suffering and, and trials and all these things will be no more. And it's partly because it's true, but <laughs> sometimes we neglect to think about the comfort that Christ can provide today in the midst of suffering. And we can still find joy in him in that. Um, perhaps one of the best known verses on this is, is, is Matthew chapter 11, uh, verse, verse 28, which says, Come to me all who, labor, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Who, who is that passage talking about? Who are we to come to? Christ. Um, maybe, maybe the trials that you're in or the, the time that you're in is causing you to be weary. Um, what we really need to do is rest in the Saviour who has sacrificed everything for us up front and can give us life and life to its fullest every day as well as for eternity. The gospel gives us that rest. Um, the pursuit of the of the pleasures of this world um, is a relentless one um, and, 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 and it's, a, it's an endless pursuit of acceptance which you can never quite get for it whereas the gospel gives us a position of acceptance today in Christ Jesus. We already have in, in, in Jesus all, all the security and hope that every idol promises but can never deliver. Christ leads us to rest. The things of the world lead us to restlessness. We should rejoice in Christ. Um, and it's going to be easy to say, uh, you know, for me, I, I don't know what situation you guys are in. Perhaps you're facing a lot of difficulties at school or at home. Um, and that's, that's the case. You might not be able to rejoice over the circumstances that you're in, but you can rejoice in them by, by focusing your heart and mind in Christ and looking to him. Uh, when, when, when Peter was faced with, or sorry, when Paul was faced with suffering, with uh, a thorn in the, in the flesh, he learned the sufficiency of God's grace. 
Um, and the joy that, of Christ that Peter described is uh, inexpressible and filled with glory. And, and words can't really put, uh, can't really put it in, or can't really describe how deep and secure, uh, or sorry, how deep and s- sincere it is. You can't really put it into words. Um, verse nine can be translated as, for you receiving the consummation of your faith. That is the final salvation of your souls. In other words, we can experience today some of the future glory to come. The great theologian uh, Charles Spurgeon used to say, little faith will take your soul to heaven, but great faith will bring heaven to your soul. Rather than thinking ahead to the future, Peter urged his readers to exercise love, faith and rejoicing so that they may experience uh, some of the glory to come in the midst of their suffering now. Uh, Verse 10 talks about how the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be yours um, it's a lot, a lot of use of the word um, prophesying prophets but the amazing thing to think about here was that uh, our rejoicing in, in Christ uh, and salvation was part of God's plan from eternity the Old Testament prophets that Peter is referring to here uh, wrote about the Messiah long before he came and we have the privilege today of seeing God's complete revelation in scripture and that's a comfort to us now um, the work is finished the, 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 the battle is won um, and the prophets that Peter referring to, is referring to here are actually Old Testament writers. And even in their suffering and trials all those years ago, um, it helped to, in that it helped to achieve God's purposes, as Peter amazingly says. And we should not only hope in Christ, but we should also uh, love him. The love that we have for Christ helps, us, helps to assure us of our hope. Um, that's not to say that we will always feel hopeful and passionate about Jesus. Um, but even in those moments, we should know that we have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us and Christ will never let us go. Uh, when, when we trusted in Christ, we were born again for glory. And, and, and we have trials, yes, that have the purpose of refining our faith. And we have the comfort of Christ now, here and forever. Uh, and when we love him, trust him and rejoice in him, we experience comfort and joy here and now. Um, the last little snippet of the passage talks about things that angels long to look Sometimes the Bible drops in lines you can skim read or or, or perhaps look at them and not really think about them. But (laughs) it's actually amazing to think about. Uh, Angels are interested in salvation and their knowledge of it is actually limited and and, and they're learning about it. And God's plan in our salvation is actually teaching angels and they're learning from us in the church. It's quite quite amazing to to try to get your head around it. Um, But to close, I would like to ask two questions. for, for you to think about. Um, firstly, I'd like to ask, are you truly trusting in Christ for joy? Um, if you're not, or you're not sure, um, please speak to someone who's a Christian that you trust. Maybe it's a parent or, or a youth leader or elder at your church. Because facing trials with Christ is difficult, and with it, without Christ, um, I can imagine it being even more difficult. So please speak to those people and, and I'm sure that they'll be really willing to help you and, and encourage you along and, and, and point you in the right direction. Um, second of all, I'd like to ask another challenging question that's one for everyone to think about, including myself. Uh, when you're faced with trials, do you find it easier to turn to God in prayer or do you place your hope in something else? Because it can be easy sometimes that instead of you know, coming to, coming to, to God in, in prayer and petition, at, at times of difficulty that we think oh, it would be easier just to just to do this just to just to do things of the world that we, we take our, our comfort in um, and actually not address the issue uh, head on and, and ultimately not not get it resolved um, so that's one I'd like to leave you with 
Um, but thanks very much for listening. If you've made it this far, uh, thank you very much. Uh, and I hope you learned something that was of use to you. Um, whether or not you're experiencing a trial at the minute or, or, or if you're not, um, God's word applies to everybody, regardless of the situation. Um, but this passage is, is explicitly for, it, it helps to, to give encouragement if you are dealing with that, with, with difficulties. But if you're not um, as well, I really hope that it, it was of use to you. And remember that there are, there are always going to be difficult times in your life, um, regardless of whether you're a Christian or not. Um, Christians are going to face, we're going to face trials and, and persecution and stuff. So it's important that we, we think of what where we get our comfort from and that Christ can provide it um today so thanks again for listening and i hope you find it useful but just let me finish um with a word of prayer um dear lord um, i pray to thank you lord that um you sent your son jesus christ and that he provides comfort to us lord in times of, of, of difficulty and trials and that day by day we would um not look to our own strength to try to resolve difficulties that we're in or or, or anything like that but we would become more dependent on you um and on, on, on the grace that that we get through um, the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, I pray, Lord, for, for anyone listening, that they would just have a, have a great uh, rest of their day, Lord, and that they would be looking to you um, for their hope rather than, of the things, uh, rather than to the things of this world. And yes, I just pray these things in, in Jesus' name. Amen.